0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
1: From the Headstuff Podcast Network, welcome to The World According to Wikipedia, the podcast that explores the weird, wonderful and baffling world of Wikipedia, the people who write it and what makes them tick. With me, Fanula. And me, Rebecca. Rebecca. In this episode, we will talk to Claire Murray, a scientist, and Vicapaidor, uh, or an editor of Wikipedia, the Irish language Wikipedia. Tom Erbisch, Rebecca Erbisch, Harbar. Let's talk small language Wikipedias and Wikipade specifically, especially as March is the month of Shachtan na Gaeilge, or the week of Irish, which much like St. Patrick's Day is now spanning, how St. Patrick's Day now spans a week. Shachtan na Gaeilge lasts two and a half weeks now. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. And this year I'm actually making an attempt myself to go back to speaking Irish. So Thalmigdain of Rangan na Gaeilge, I'm doing Irish classes um, I never really spoke it. I mean, I had Irish, you know, growing up, but we would never have spoken it much in the home. Um, but it is a language I love and it's our language. So like I'm, I'm hoping that in addition to learning to speak it, that I'm going to edit some articles on Wikipedia. So I kind of want to know a little bit more about it. Wikipedia was created in October 2003 and published its very first article in January 2004. So it's only three years younger than English Wikipedia, so wow. it's, it's quite an old, uh, you know, it's seventeen years old now. Uh, it is currently the ninety fourth largest Wikipedia out of those three hundred plus. Languages that exist with just under fifty-five thousand articles. You might be interested to listen to episode one hundred and thirty-three of Mother Folklore, where Derek and Ulla chat to the founder of Wikipedia, Gabriel Beecham who I have had the delight to get to know over the last few number of years. Um, there are about hundred and ten active editors on Wikipedia Vicupade or Wikipedia and these are people who are making about five edits uh, in any given month. But I think what's really important, and myself and Claire talk a little bit about this, is that they are not, you know professional Irish language translators or anything like that. An awful lot of the people who edit uh, paid have Leaving Cert Irish, you know, they don't even have third level Irish. So it's it's really for anybody who has Graw uh, a bit of love for their changa, for their language. And what you find is an awful lot of people who edit it are actually, they're abroad, so they're, it's a little bit of staying in contact with home as well. Yeah. By the end of the year, hopefully I'll have edited one or two articles myself. And I'll continue to lend a hand whenever and wherever I can. Oh, thanks. Gurmagath Now I know we've mentioned the Head Stuff Plus podcast network a few times now, which you should all join and you should give us all of your money um because we're amazing. Um but we, we share this network with a wide host of amazing other shows. Um, like for example, Garode Farrelly's Fascinated. So Garode has some amazing guests on. The latest episode, I know Rebecca, you gotta okay, on yourself here, Samantha Mumba. I'm telling you I'm so excited. It's so good. He has these guests on to chat about their life in and out of the limelight. So why not give it a listen? I'm Gerold Farrelly, and I'm the host of Fascinated. Have you ever wondered about the pop bands you liked as a teenager? What
0: went on behind the scenes? We
1: had played this, like, grand prank. It
0: sounds terrible, but I'm just so relieved it's over.
1: And then they had this, like, great idea of getting another girl in who
0: looked like Heavenly. What did they do afterwards? And all of a sudden you're like, that's the end of that. It was all blowing up, and it all kind of just unravelled and I thought it would last forever and it didn't
1: check out fascinated with me Gerald Farrelly on the headstuff podcast network for a random rule this episode it is high time to chat about something we've alluded to so many times over the past 10 episodes and that is notability So this is where you tell me why I am not entitled to my very own Wikipedia page. Pretty much. And I'm not going to be gentle about it either. Uh, So the concept of notability is the idea that the subject of an article, be it a person, place or thing, needs to be important enough to be included on Wikipedia. Of course, no two people will necessarily agree on this, so there are some guidelines for Wikipedians on how to make a decision if something is notable enough for inclusion. Okay, go on. Firstly, the subject has to have a number of good quality secondary sources in which they are the main subject. So not just a passing mention. Okay, so that one picture of me in The Carry Men when I was four in my finest of fancy dress is not sufficient, is what you're telling me. I need more before I get myself a Wikipedia article. Yeah, it's really not. Because if that was the bar, we'd literally all get an article because all of us would have gotten a passing mention as a child or, you know, for a school prize or being on a school team or something like that at some point. So there has to be some cutoff, pretty much. Remember that Wikipedia is not does not want to be an assemblage of indiscriminate information but an encyclopedia after all. So that second bar, you we know, we want those re- reliable sources, like mainstream newspapers, journal articles and good old-fashioned books and we want multiple sources. So if one person writes about you once, that's not enough either. So again, if I'm a character in somebody else's book, which I actually am, this does not count. You would have to be a very prominent one, a very prominent character and get mentioned a lot. So in some ways be almost kind of inseparable from the main topic. right? Um, So the third guideline is that you have to have more more than one of these secondary sources. And a big red flag is that if one author is the only person ever writing about something, so like one historian is the only person who's ever written about the historical figure, that's a big red flag that possibly they're not notable because nobody else is writing about the topic. So that's interesting. So what happens if the field is someone is known in is is actually a very narrow field. I know I've done, when I was doing research for my thesis, there was one person in particular who was the leading cutting edge researcher in the field. And therefore, you know, he he was mostly writing about his own work. (laughs) This was one count, but, but, you know, there wasn't a lot else because it was a new field, but it was still a notable field. So there's a few different things there. Like the fact that it's new might take a while for it to appear then on Wikipedia. Wikipedia does require a certain amount of kind of accrued notability. Mm -hmm. So if something appears today, it's not necessarily going to have a Wikipedia article tomorrow. Uh, But secondly, I think what's quite important here is the independence from the subject. uh, And that's how we put it. Uh, And that's the final part. And this means that, say, if the topic comes from a particular academic within a particular institution or university, but all you can find are sources either coming from that individual or coming from that university, that's another big red flag. If nobody else is writing about the topic, if nobody else has even noted it as important, apart from the people who are either doing the research or funding the research, and want to make it seem important, probably not notable enough quite yet okay. to make it into Wikipedia. So you need other people, so like newspapers, other institutions, other academics, writing about the person or the discipline or the evolving research, whatever it is, to establish that they are indeed notable. So recognition from outside, basically. And that's why we're kind of getting towards the removal of bias as well, because obviously if it's just PR being pushed out from, say, a university. hmm That's probably not going to be a very, it's going to be a very biased source basically to work from. It'll be fine to kind of sprinkle in, but if that's all you have, then there's going to be an inherent bias. Okay. And there are specific notability guidelines for different topics. So if you're talking about, you know, a military or an academic biography, for example, there is a detailed breakdown on the kinds of achievements that denote somebody as important enough to be on Wikipedia. So for academics, it's things like, you know, being an editor of a notable uh, journal, you know, getting the chair of a particular research group. And it'll go down even to kind of, when you talk about military, you know, naval versus land army versus, you know, historical army, you know, what medals they should have won and what medals are kind of so ubiquitous that they're, that makes them not important enough. So there's, there's really kind of granular information once you get down into the- Nitty gritty. Into the, uh, into the grist as it were. Exactly. And basically if you pass these four bars, it is assumed that the topic is notable, but as with everything on Wikipedia, this is not necessarily black and white. And there is somebody out there who might still disagree with you. Someone might agree with me is what you're saying. And that my my one photograph of me in the most appalling outfit ever at the uh, races in Tralee is actually notable. And I should have my own Wikipedia page. Well, you haven't passed the four bars there. So I think you're, I mean, I'm mentioned in other places. <laughs> I'm going to leave you to fight that battle on your own. <laughs> We are now going to talk to Claire about the importance of Wikipedia, and I chatted to her about how she got started editing Wikimedia projects and why she encourages others to do the same.
0: My name is Claire Murray. I am a scientist and somebody who cares massively about diversity and also open knowledge. So, Wikipedia and Wikipedia are right up my street for exactly these reasons. I started editing uh, Wikipedia seven years ago, I think, um, and my first edit. On Wikipedia was actually on Kanye West's page.
1: Oh wow I've never had somebody whose first edit was like a I don't know like a Madonna level uh, personality.
0: Uh, yeah so it was on Kanye West's page and I did it anonymously because I think at the time it was something that I saw and I was like this is wrong this should not be here. I, I don't even know what I was doing on Kanye West's page. Cannot tell you. Cannot tell you why I was there but when I went there somebody had inserted like a, a paragraph into Kanye West page saying um, this is the address and the name I should attack the paedophile. And I was like, I have no knowledge about the person who this person is claiming to be a paedophile, but this is not something that belongs on so Kanye West page. And also I think Kanye West's page is going to be quite a high profile one. There'll be quite a lot of kids coming to see this. This is not information that we need to be having in this position, in this place. So that was my first edit on Wikipedia. So I had just probably lazily assumed that you had started editing Wikipedia first.
1: But so Wikipedia was your your gateway drug into...
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that was kind of a one-off uh, edit. It didn't really, I didn't really start in anger then at that point. What happened for me was I made friends with somebody called Just Wade Um, who I think is quite well-known, extremely well-known in the Wikipedia universe. Uh, She has written an incredible amount of pages uh, on women in science, uh, people of colour in science, underrepresented minorities in science, uh, and more. And she invited me to come along to a Wikipedia, uh, a Wikithon, basically. And there I met Alice White as well, who is a Wikimedian in residence at the Wellcome Trust. And uh, the Wellcome Trust is a health sciences charity, so they're very keen on Wikipedia because they want to promote the use of Wikipedia as a resource for learning more about health and also the history of health um, and I made really good friends for starters but then after doing that they started to teach me an awful lot about the importance of Wikipedia and why it mattered so much in the context of telling the story of our world and, and the, the world we live in because you know we don't have encyclopedias anymore or if we do there are extremely specific in like very you know tiny minute areas of of expertise so as a broad spectrum encyclopedia wikipedia is it and what then they started to do, which I, I will keep coming towards Wikipedia, don't worry, I'm, I'm working my way there. What I then started to to realise was that, you know, if, if we're telling the story of the world around us through this encyclopedia, then it's in everyone's interest to make it open, to make information open, to make it accessible, to make it correct, and, and to make it, you know, as backed up as possible with facts and, and with an eye on how it might educate others. Um, And I think that's something like learning about how Wikipedia, for example, was free for access for many people in the global south for reasons of education, because actually, you know, Wikipedia is something that people can easily, they didn't have to use their data allowances, they could just use it for free. And that's because it's so powerful. You know it's it's got so much there at the, the touch of our fingertips. I I did some number searching um before I came to speak to you. And one of the things that I think is is really, really cool um if we think about Ireland looking at Wikipedia as one example. You know, we have 50 point three million views of Wikipedia a month. And I'm just like how many people, you know, they there's what, four, five million people in Ireland now? I think it would be five. And I'm like, that's, you know, people looking at like 10 pages at each at least, you know, as a minimum. And so, you know, we're we're using it a huge amount. But then that kind of leads into... Um, one of the things that I, I think we have spoken a bit about before is is the question of why why would you then start thinking about small language Wikipedias? And this is something that I think I started to question more and more as I was editing. Uh, people were talking an awful lot about, you know, minorities, and then it made me think about minority languages. And actually, Wikipedia is a huge resource for this. Wikipedia is so, so important, because we need to think about things like digital footprints and how big they are online. Digital footprints are, are pretty, well, they can be incredibly rich and powerful sources of information if they are there. But if they don't exist, then does a language exist anymore? And that's a really horrible thing to say. But I, I think in a world where we are literally living on our computers and on our phone screens, I think it's more true than ever. You know, Does, does this language exist if you can't read it and you can't use it? Then it's it's very hard to make a case that it does exist, and so for me that was what started to draw me towards uh, Vicar Payne because I I enjoyed Irish very much as a child. I was so lucky to have great teachers in secondary school. They uh, I think they recognised very early on that they had quite a, a rowdy class of schoolgirls. And so what they decided to do was to channel that that readiness into debates. And so we would be debating politics, healthcare, you know, all sorts. And we, you know, through that, were able to really get a grasp of how to construct sentences and how to feel confident in standing up and talking and I think that's maybe something that a lot of people can don't always have the same access to in terms of an opportunity in education so for me that was a, a formative experience it really made me think about Irish as something positive and something I enjoyed engaging in which then I was kind of missing that after a while in in my life in that I you know I moved away from home quite a, a while ago I went to university in the UK lived in Spain now living in Germany and all of these experiences make you miss. Miss your miss your family, miss your friends, but also your country and, and the different things, the different components of being Irish. And there's a whole argument. I, I don't want to get into the argument of what being Irish is, but I, I think we can say or we can agree that, you know, one... One area could be, you know, engaging in a language. It doesn't have to be, it's not mandatory, but it's something that we could say is part of being Irish, that actually being willing to engage, being willing to be a glower, to be a glaive, all of these things are are one element of our uh, ability, our identity as Irish people, um, or or people who want to engage in Irish culture. And so for me, that was really important. It, It felt like kind of blending this mix of wanting to connect with, with my culture and with my heritage and, and with my identity, with, you know, an online world, an online maze that I was kind of at the same time learning about through, you know, through, through the wikithons I was attending and then subsequently hosting. And yeah, Vicapade then started to be something that was quite interesting to me and something that I thought I really wanted to explore. And I think it's it's a big issue because we have a situation where we have this potential, we have this potential stop, this potential database, this potential information source, uh, but we're not giving it its best shot, I think I would say. Um, that's perhaps underestimating it really. I, I feel like we are missing so much from... In the context of the story about our lives and our world. And I'm not going to give specific examples of articles, but I would. Give an example instead of numbers, because I feel sometimes people people like facts, you know, people want numbers. And if you think about the fact that there's over six million articles on English Wikipedia, that's six million stories that people can hear or will hear about the world and our place in the world around it. Whereas Ascuelga, there's 54,000 articles or just just over that. And so that's 54,000 stories. And for a nation and a culture that's entirely, you know, pivoting on storytelling, this is crazy. Like this is just not okay. <laughs> we are missing so much. And I think that's something that I, I, I wanted to try to do something timely about. So one of the things I, I started doing, um, I started doing some some articles that I was writing in English especially when they were culturally relevant and culturally interesting to Irish culture, I would translate to Irish as well. And then I kind of subsequently, subsequently got to the point where I was saying, no, you know what? Every article I write in English, I have to write in Irish, which means I'm incredibly slow and I'm not very productive as an editor. So please don't judge me. It's something that I felt was important and I needed to actually follow through with my my commitment to to do something small. I think it's it's something that really spoke to me and, and it, I've I think one of the questions that we you know would, would talk about is you know what what's kind of the thing I'm most proud of um in VicarPaid and I think just just taking that step to edit it which sounds really ridiculous but I think there's an awful well there's a weird conversation around Irish around shame and around how we shouldn't be proud of it and so in a sense actually saying no I'm going to edit this and I'm going to be proud of it is in itself something to be proud of and proud about you know that it's you're making a small contribution and a tiny minute contribution but people will see that contribution or you know in a hundred years time people might read those stories and learn something about Ireland that they never knew about And, and thinking about for example something else that I would really like to talk to you about is about Wikidata because there's a huge conversation to be had about how important it is I mean it's already massively important in English but I think it has a really interesting role to play in Irish, um, and the the thing to to kind of explain uh, for people who don't know what Wikidata is it's it's an incredibly powerful um, information source. I've said that a million times. I apologise, but I mean, Wikipedia is information, so I don't really know what other words to use. Olis, you know. Um, but Wikipedia, uh, Wikidata rather is. Basically, what computers, you know, a way of computers translating all the information that is input into Wikipedia into like downloadable sound bites almost for them to use, or sound bites is not quite the right word, but data bytes that they can translate. And it underpins so many of the larger databases and infrastructures that people are using around the world. And the biggest example, the classic example is Alexa, you know. So if you say to Alexa, "Um, who is so-and-so's mother, then Alexa will, you know, rather than going down and reading through the article, which is a huge volume of information, Alexa can navigate there very quickly by using Wikidata because it's very clear. Alexa will go, first of all, to the page of, I don't know, say you want to know who... Mike Danino Shea, who his mother was, right? You go, you go. First of all, to Mike Danino Shea's page, and then work down through the information that's put in there about. So there's certain characteristics that you would expect to see, and um, certain code words that is are, are already programmed into the system so she would know how to Alexa and calling her a gender she doesn't actually have a gender but Alexa or whoever whatever information source you would use would know how to read that. Now the the role that might have in Irish is is then something you might say well, well okay you know if, if we're thinking about for example the potential of having something like Alexa which is hugely useful and has I think uh, far more reach than people realise, and again, not just Alexa. All similar sources of information is thinking about things like if I say to whatever these uh, things are, you know, cutting and on a raw Amanda Gorman or new Joe Biden." So, what's the name of the poem that Amanda Gorman said at Joe Biden's inauguration? You know, the 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 source. First of all, Alexa needs to be able to understand the question I'm asking, and then. She, They need to be able to work down through these information streams to go, Okay, Joe Biden's inauguration, poem, and then look. And oh, the poem is the poet was Amanda Gorman. Her poem was The Hill We Climb. The answer you're looking for. And then that's when you get that voice going. You know, the the poem that was recited at Joe Biden's inauguration by Amanda Gorman was The Hill We Climb. And to get that in Irish, you need to have all of these data points input already. So sorry, I said I'd get there eventually, but this is something that is really important because it's a huge treasure trove. It's a huge thing that underpins so many of the information sources that we use. The logistics, the databases, everything is underpinned by systems like Wikidata. And so having it in Irish means that we can actually open so many more doors for ourselves and for our future generations. So yeah, I think it's... Incredibly powerful to be able to edit Wikipedia and something like Wikidata is actually really easy because essentially at the moment you just need to go to pretty much any Wikidata entry and find a word that hasn't yet been translated uh, because that's the really nice thing is that you know at the moment. Wikidata can work through different languages, um, but it doesn't have to. It can, you know, we can create it so that it can work entirely through Irish and doesn't have to start looking in English Wikipedia for Irish entries or Irish answers. Um, and obviously we have a different cultural lens that we would want to convey through Irish. And at the moment that's completely missing. So we can moan and we can grumble about how terrible things like Google Translate are. I mean, they're getting better, but I think for Irish, one of the reasons they're so poor is there's so little data. and to actually improve them, we need to do this work. So we need to put entries into Wikidata, we need to write the Wikipedia pages or Alta. and we need to just start thinking about how do we represent ourselves online and how can we contribute? And I mean, I, I don't have the same example, you see, because people... Are still, I think, loath to engage in Wikipedia in many respects. But the example that I would use for English Wikipedia, 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 Wikipedia sorry, Con- convoluting Wikipedia and Wikipedia, it's, it's 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 a bit of a mouthful, is actually uh, for Sinead Burke because I wrote her page in English. And the fun fact is that Sinead Burke actually knows her entry to her Wikipedia page off by heart, because that is what is recited every single time she goes and gives a talk. And that's the power of Wikipedia. And so why shouldn't that be the power of Wikipedia? I think
1: that's really interesting. Because I think part of kind of what it boils down to for me is the ability to live meaningfully um, in a particular language. And I think for a lot of people who, who talk about, you know, um, perhaps, you know, being hesitant maybe sometimes to engage with Wikipedia, there, there, there's two elements there. Most people believe that their Irish is not of a high enough standard. And even those who are quite adept at Irish still feel that translation is a very particular skill uh, and that they are still lacking in it so that Mm. they're kind of unwilling. But I think the the power of it is so that we don't always have to default to English. Mm -hmm. That. If you do want to read about something, if you want to read about Sinead Burke, the, you have the option to write about or to read about it in, in Irish. Uh, you don't have to continuously default uh, to the English version of, of um, information sources. And what I would always say to people who are kind of thinking about work on Wikipedia's translation, you don't have to do it that way. You know, you can draw exclusively on I- Irish language sources. You don't have
0: to take the English version as the version that you have to work from. The issue I think that people don't realise is that in Irish uh, Wikipedia, we want to be writing about everything Osweilge, and that includes using our resources Osweilge. The challenge is at the moment, that they don't exist. In order to comply with the Wikipedia pillars, we need to be able to point towards something that proves that what we're saying is true. And that is almost a scientific, uh, I'm a a scientist, so perhaps I would say scientific, but an academic, shall we say, approach that you need to be able to find sources that are external to Wikipedia, that are not written by the people who are writing the articles, and then confirm that this is a fact. So at the moment, we don't have all those resources in Irish. However, we want them to be there, and we want to use them. So the cultural lens here is really, really important. So we don't want to be conveying a culture that is entirely through English normally in Irish that's not the point the point is to convey an Irish culture in Irish so something that is Osquielga all the time to be Osquielga and to be available Osquielga so it's it's definitely that's a really important point that you made Rebecca and I think it's something that people don't appreciate and and I would like more people to understand how important this you know the role of Wikipedia is in that conversation because you need to be able to look up silly things like you know, Lady Gaga and and her, the number of backup dancers she has, or like some, some you know, who is she dating at the moment? But right through to things like more academic uh, sources for things around the history of the 1916 Rising. And actually uh, I've trivialised um, Lady Gaga there, which I probably shouldn't have done because I think everything is important. Information is important to different people for different reasons. But... Being able to think about how you get those sources um, and how those stories are told is very, very important. And they should not all be told through English because the English language and the Irish language are not the same thing. And they do not ever have to be the same thing. So, yeah, we definitely don't want to be in a situation where people are just translating. We want people to tell their stories as they experience them and as they feel them and using all of the cultural uh, associations they have with those words and with the subtleties in words. Um, Yeah, I think that's a really important point.
1: That was a really interesting uh, interview with Claire. Again, one of the people like Gabriel and, um, you know, Eamon and a few other editors of Vicapay that I've gotten to know over the last few years and, you know, their enthusiasm and their love for the language is really, really infectious, to be honest. And it does... When you don't have it and you're not as comfortable with Irish, it does make you feel the loss of it. Yeah. In a good way, though. You're like, you're kind of, okay. I need to get activated and do something about this. Yes. (laughs) You know. And also, well, they feel it feels very welcoming. So, like, as I said, I'm planning on getting involved. I've actually set up myself with the Vickipade account and I've looked at it. Um, and and I'm like, okay, what will I, what will I do? What will I pick? So I'm working on, on deciding what my first kind of edit is going to be. Um, and the fact that they seem, Claire in particular, seems very welcoming and open and generous to new editors, like not in a, like. Not in a gatekeepy way, but and uh, come in and this is our space and welcome to it. I think there's a it's nice. And think about it this way. Like I have I literally when I was writing by one article a day last year on English language Wikipedia, there was one other editor that followed me around fixing my grammar. And I think one of the things that really puts people off the is they're like, well, my grammar isn't strong enough, yes. but wouldn't necessarily stop you on English, you know, if you got your an, your an um, or you know, you missed out mm-hmm. an apostrophe or something like that, you'd be like, ah yeah, no, I'm sure somebody else will fix it. And that is the beauty of all Wikipedia. Is, is that it doesn't have doesn't have to be perfect the first time out of the gate. So why are we so precious uh, about Irish? Yeah. And I think, you know, we do because we were probably, um, grammar was such a large part of our learning experience of it because we needed kind of high, fairly yeah. high standard written Irish that we now kind of feel intimidated. But the beauty is that somebody like Claire or Eamon or Alison or Gabriel, if they spot where we haven't put in a chevu, we haven't put in a proper H, yeah. we haven't put in our M where we should have, that they can just make that tweak, but that the large part of the work has been broken, you know, we've yeah. written a paragraph or a sentence or what it is, and then just a little minor tweak just brings the standard of Irish up a little bit and away we go. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that sounds great. Um and I like the idea of moving us up the chain from what is it, ninety-seventh in in the languages to maybe if we hit like sixtieth. Go for an achievable target. I mean, that's probably not. Too- well, it would be nice. It would be nice to break fifty-five. Yeah, you know. So we broke fifty uh, in the last few years. Which there's kind of, you know, there's kind of bars. So we don't kind of break into another bar until we get up to hundred thousand. There's kind of like yeah. delineations there. And what is interesting when Claire was talking about things like Alexa, uh, so Welsh in particular noticed that when they hit a million articles, suddenly Alexa and Google Home and things like that started paying a lot more attention to our to Welsh content and could respond more meaningfully yeah. in Welsh. So there is something about the the size and, you know, try not to get too obsessed with number crunching and chasing numbers at the same time. But there is something about having a corpus that is that large, ad open licensed and usable is, can be quite important for how prominent a language is than on other platforms. Oh, that is very interesting. So if you want to hear longer forms of our interviews with our guests um, or to get some of our bonus content, which may be coming in the next few weeks, become a member of Headstuff Plus community at just five euro a month plus VAT. You can go to headstuffpodcast.com for more information. And we are going to put up some, some bonus episodes over the next while because we're taking a break from our main episodes for a few weeks. So there'll be a few sneaky little things out there for members of the Headstuff Plus community. If you want to learn about the Wikimedia Cuteness Association or WikiProject Death, we will be covering it all. <laughs> So who's this episode's hero? Rebecca. It is a fellow editor that kept me company uh, on my one article a day journey last year in 2020 on Twitter in particular called Samuel Bolt. And I think he deserves a shout out because he did amazing work in creating articles relating to women in political science all through 2020. Oh, cool. I like that the one article a day is actually a thing. So tell me more about Samuel. Samuel is a PhD student in political science and scientific computing at the University of Michigan. And he's studying how computer simulations can estimate elections um, in a few different contexts. I'm not going to pretend (laughs) to know exactly what it means, but it sounds very important and very worthy as all PhDs do. Uh, For 2020, he focused on creating and also improving articles about political scientists from underrepresented parts of the world and discovered uh, kind of early on in that, that out of a list of 323 political scientists on English language Wikipedia, only 41, so that's 13%, were about women. Okay, so is that because there aren't a lot of political scientists who are women or just that the ones who are women were actually being missed or overlooked? It's very hard to know that for sure. Now, Samuel's kind of interpretation of it, because there's a he noticed there was a lot of very prominent uh, female political scientists missing. That there was a certain amount of just avoiding writing those particular articles, and there might be an element to that where there is the unconscious bias where the predominantly male editors of Wikipedia just don't think women are as important or don't come across information sources about women. So they're not seeking out the information so they're not writing about them. Or there could be an element of a hesitancy where we know articles about women are more likely to be deleted. So people are kind of moving towards articles that they feel will persist and they don't want to kind of to fight for them to exist. A lot of different things going on there, but he seemed to suspect that there was kind of a, not quite an overt, but there definitely was a bias going on there, that there was something, you know, something going on basically in the background. But what he did was he created uh, 264 articles about political and social scientists who are women from all around the world. And for seven of those, it was the first article about a political scientist from their country. Wow. So that's pretty... Yeah, it's a pretty weighty uh, thing to have done. Uh, he also looked to address any bias within existing articles, so ensuring that not only uh, were women and those um, from minorities were written about, but that their research was referenced in relevant articles as well. So the gender divide and and the kind of the bias against, I suppose, people coming from different parts of the world and from other minorities, is that it's not just about who we write about, but whose work we cite. Okay. And we mentioned a few episodes ago that there's a few on Wiki ways that Wikipedians can acknowledge each other's work. Yes, we did, and in fact, I think cookies, non-existent, not real cookies, came into it. Cookies and thank yous and burn stars uh, are what we talked about. But well, Sam what got recognised um, as an awesome Wikipedian. This is a particular award that can be endowed. So he got this for his efforts in April 2020. And I think what's interesting, so he wrote, we'll link to it, uh, he wrote in the Washington Post about his experience and why he was motivated to do this work. And he said that, so this is a quote, uh, if a few dozen people just added a few well-chosen references, they could seriously reduce biases in Wikipedia's coverage of major political ideas. I think that's what's really important to take away from that is that you could put in any topic there at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be biology could be you know uh social sciences whatever it is and the same would be true yeah there you are now (laughs) that's it and that was the world according to wikipedia join us in two weeks you can subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice follow us on twitter at world underscore wikipedia thanks to patricia o'flaherty for our artwork and headstuff production assistance Go to headstuffpodcast.com for show notes, more information, and to support the Headstuff Plus Network. So, I always start every sentence. So, I cut that out. Good.
0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are
1: produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.